Sunday, Shmois Shir 107. We were discussing about a week ago the secrets in the Torah. We explained that if we don't appreciate the basic knowledge, it's hard for us to appreciate the secrets. So what are the secrets that are on the surface? And then we could see deeper secrets. So he's going to give a few examples of secrets. Number one, the fact that the universe was created from nothing, which means that everything that exists is not intrinsic. Right? Everyone knows that the universe was created, Yeshmi Ayin was created from nothing, but really what it means is that there's nothing that's intrinsic, there's nothing that's inherently here. It's only here as an expression of the Rabbanishlam's will. Now, therefore, what? When you think about this concept, you'll develop surprising results into how things play out and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do to solve an issue of yours, you know. You know, let's, if we want to talk, if we want to talk, let's say, computer development language, so let's say you have an issue in the computer. So if you're not a developer, so you see there's an issue, it seems like, you turn on the thing and it says, error, please... Uh, contact the developer or something like that which is we're dealing now with the app so these things come up so it sounds like it's the end of the world but if you're a developer you know that really everything you're seeing in the program is a bunch of unintelligible gibberish that we can't read a bunch of different numbers and codes and if you're able to read the codes you know where where there's one number that's a little off you manipulate one number and the whole thing turns the whole thing changes. Why? Because you know the mechanics. You understand that it's not inherent. The program or whatever you're using is not inherent. It's a creation of someone. A creation yesh me'ayin, basically. And therefore, the bayre, if we could use that term, can easily manipulate it. Even though to you, you walk into the program, it seems like there's who knows what's going on. The programmer knows. It's nothing. It's just a question of one number here, one number there, one letter here, one letter there. Nothing's going to, not a big deal. Havdil, Elif Alfi Havdil, is the Benishlam's the same way. He created this huge computer program with a lot of code, and he's the only one that knows the code. That's the difference. We think we know it, but he knows it. And for him, to change the code is nothing. Just manipulate a tiny little thing, and everything starts turning differently. So that person feels he's in an insurmountable problem. He doesn't see a way out of his issue. Part of the fact that you realize the Benishlam created Yeshmiyayin means that there's nothing that's non-fixable. There's nothing that the Muslim can't fix easily because there's nothing that's really here. It's all a manifestation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's imagination. He gives, uh, he gives examples of this, but there's one point you could think about. If you, if you look at the world like a computer program, then obviously the developer can easily manipulate it, even though the visitor, to him it looks like there's a whole world here, but really it's fake. It's a manifestation of, of code. That's really what it is. That's one example of a secret. I mean, it's something we all know, but we never necessarily extrapolate from it. Another example is that the entire creation was created for man, which means after the Rebbe created everything, then he created man. If you understand the importance of man in the world and how everything is here for him, that's all morals are dependent on this. All, all basic 
Yashra's understanding is dependent on this, and you also have to extrapolate from that that man is Klal Yisrael. Atem Kriyim Adam. When we talk about the man that the world was created for, we mean Klal Yisrael. Another example, he's just listing, it's endless, but he's giving a few examples about basic things that it's a, it's a, it's it's a basic secret. You just think about it; it opens up it opens up worlds for you. Another example is that the 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 moon, the stars, the the bodies in the sky are signs or ISIS. Besides, for their other functions, they're also ISIS. The Pesach says, and this opens up a great. Uh, discussion which we're going to have he says we'll have it later but there's a very interesting concept to how could it serve as a sign how could something not happen it didn't happen yet what exactly is the sign etc big yusaitis could be learned out of that but there's another example of a basic secret something that you want to understand and if you think about it and you speculate it you come to interesting conclusions that you wouldn't know if you just if you don't scratch the surface another example is Shabbos the fact that this Kedusha that the Rabbani gave on Shabbos is of tremendous importance and is still considered a secret even though it's openly stated in the Pesach. And there are this fact that there are special times that have Bracha and Kedusha is foundational in Klal Yisrael and in, in, in Avedis Hashem in the world. And these are basic secrets that we all know about, but there's so much to learn. He's put, just putting a few examples of my gracious. A few examples, but a person has studied these to the best of his ability, then he's justified to try to look for the secrets which are hidden. We're talking about the open secrets, so to speak. Now, what's the purpose of hiding these secrets? He says, the reasons for the same reason why Tereshavah was not written like we explained previously. Just like Teresh Shalpeh was entrusted only to Chachmah Yisrael, so too the secrets were hidden until the Chachamim would come and discover them. So now, so the secrets here. The secrets that Chazal uncovered. Now how did the Chachamim know which secret the extra word or the extra letter was hinting to? Right, the Teresh has an extra word. Right, we learn, uh, if you're learning Baba Kama, so Teresh has an extra word, an extra letter. And we make a whole drush out of it. The Torah says, Oi. The Torah says, Sada. All different drushes we make out of words. How did Chazal know what the word should what the word is, what the word means? So he explains that there's a Messiah for that. That, that uh, all the Chachamim, from Moshe Abenu all the way down to the end of the first base of Mikdash, they had a Messiah. All the Chachamim were together. There was a strict Messiah. They were together in Galas Bavel. And during the second base of Mikdash, and during Abu Yehuda Hanasi's time, all of them lived in Eretz Yisrael. And even after the great yeshivas were established in Bavel, they were one community, basically, with the Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael. We see all the time Kiyasar Ravin, Kiyasar Avdimi, Kiyasar Avamachana. They went to travel back and forth. And this close linked tradition was a Messiah that was given down from previous generations and everybody knew it. And therefore they knew the Messiah, they knew Gzair Shavas, they knew Riboy Miut, Klalu Pratu, Klal, all these concepts that we have in the Gemara, Hekish, all these concepts were given to Messiah. And there was a very, very clear Messiah. 
Another way that they knew it was that they worked very hard to understand the Pesukim. He explains every word and every letter came under the most minute scrutiny of hundreds of thousands of Chamchanim, Dair after Dair. Every discovery that they discovered was debated for years and some discussions went on for many generations. And the debates were conducted with many Chachamim and were carried out with energy, with fire. And never since their time have men been so knowledgeable in the, in the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim. So the Chachamim had a very deep understanding of the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim. And therefore, they were able to dash in it. That's number two. Number three, which is actually a very interesting aspect, he says, Lashin HaKadosh, they were fluent in it. They knew Lashin HaKadosh in every shade of meaning in Lashin HaKadosh. This is very important. This is very, very important. Because this is really the secret to communication. Why is one, able, one person able to communicate in a certain language and one person not? You have to be able to understand the nuances of, first of all, the people that you're talking to and the language that you're speaking. To be able to convey an idea clearly, you have to understand what people want to hear, how to relate to them, and which words convey the message in the best possible fashion. The Chachamim were able to to sense the hints in the style, the spelling, the psukim. These were something that only the Chacham had. And they were inherited by the Amiraim. This ability (coughs) to have a very clear knowledge in Lashon Kaidish. They understood the nuances of Lashon Kaidish. So besides for Messiah and besides for working very hard on the Nevi'im and Iksuvim, they also simply knew Lashon Kaidish very, very well. And but after so this was totally under the Gemara. After the Gemara, these yeshivas broke up and these conditions stopped, and therefore the ability to be able to learn halachas from the Psukim are not it don't exist anymore. So after Avashi closed the closed the Gemara, closed the Talmud, there's no more Darshaning Psukim. But the reason is, he explains why it was like that. Because in total destruction of those yeshivas in Bavel, there was a clear Messiah, there was a clear connection of Chachamim, that Harva, that worked very hard to understand the Psukim, and there was a clear understanding of Lashon HaKadosh, which we don't have anymore. And Amela, that's why it's impossible for us to darshan Psukim. What we do now is learn the Gemaras. We learn the words of Chazal. He's going to explain. But to, to really go straight to the Navi and try to darshan, we could try to understand it on our own. But to darshan and to learn halachas, that we do not have the ability to do because we are missing these three fundamental principles that the Chachamim had until the end of Amirah.